Hey you, welcome to my podcast. I'm so honored that you're here. I don't know how you got here. I don't know if somebody shared this or a friend invited you or you just stumbled on over here, but I'm just so glad that you're here. I hope that the Lord speaks to you through my stories, through all my friends' stories. Um, And if you're a lady friend, hop on over to Facebook, to the First Cup group and get involved over there into our Facebook community where we can pray with you, we can grow with you. Um, We would love to have you in our group. This is just a podcast of really a bunch of women and couples and people growing in the Lord. We're just sharing what He's doing. And so we are excited to be here and we're so excited that you're here. Have a great day and I hope this blesses you. Welcome to Facebook Live. If you have not been here with us on a Monday and sometimes Tuesday, am I right? Because sometimes Keely can not have it together on Monday or things come on Mondays. But if you haven't been here with us, welcome. Um, If you are new to this group, welcome. Um, Right now we are reading Fear is Not the Boss of You by Jennifer Allwood. And we are actually on chapter 15. We only have three more chapters. That's it. We only have three more chapters left of this whole book. So you can literally go around and tell people, oh yeah, I read that book because I read it and then I gave you the cliff notes portion of it. But I would say to definitely go pick this up because it's so good. Like this, such a good book. It's been totally life-changing for me. It has definitely encouraged me to step out and listen to the Lord. And today we're going to talk about being obedient and being the yes girl to the Lord. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Just wanted to say hello and welcome. Um, so some of you have multiple children. Um, I only have one. And so some of this, I'm like, it's kind of boring to me. Um, but if you have multiple kids and Hey, if you're on, just tell me hello, say good morning. I would love to say good morning back. But, um, If you have multiple kids, you can give like a a hands up or you can hit the like button. Um, Also, if let's say this, let's bring this into motion. Um, If you're a teacher, right? I would like to know that Um, because this is, could be very prevalent for you. Uh, (laughs) She talks about in the beginning of this chapter, she has four kids and she talks about not necessarily having a favorite one. And and she said all the time, they always ask like, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? And she's like, you are all my favorite at different times. Um, I love all of you equally. Good morning, Courtney. You have two kiddos and your teacher. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're going to get this. I think you're going to understand this so much. So um, she talks about how there are just some things about one of her kids that is just easy. She's like, he's easy. He's always been the easy one. Um, not necessarily the others are bad and she doesn't like them, but there's one that is always easy and one that she can always go to, um, (laughs) to ask favors, to encourage her, to be like a spontaneous and say, Hey, we're going to go do this. And he's like, yes, let's do it. Um, or she's like, Hey, can you go do this for me? And he's like, yes, I can. She's like, Hey, can you pick this up? Yes, I can. There's no rebuttal. There's no kickback. There's no, well, what's the other 
kid doing? Why can't they do it? Or do you know what I'm saying? And even as a teacher, I'm sure with all the multiple kids and multiple personalities, you probably have that one student that you're like, yes, can you please go take this note to this other teacher for me? Can you go to the office and get this for me? Can you make a copy for me, right? You have that one student. And, and I was actually that student in my class. I was actually the one that my teachers would be like, can you grade these for me? Which I, let's be honest, this was a long time ago. And I know you're not asking your kids to grade things for you. Um, but I had a teacher, he was actually a coach and he would be like, Ugh, I don't want to grade this. Can you grade this for me? I'd be like, sure. <laughs> all my kids, all my friends went to Texas Tech because of me, because I helped them pass. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but anyways, so she talks about having this one kid that she can always go to um, that is easy. Her other kids are strong-willed and she's like, and one day they're going to own their, they're going to run the world. They're going to own their own companies. They're going to be doing all the things. She was like, but they're just so strong-willed. And she said, I have one that literally just listens. Like he literally just says, yes. Like I ask him to do something and he'll just do it. And, um, she turns this like all things that we can learn from our kids, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a bonus mom, whether you are, <clears throat> excuse me, fostering kids, whether you have your own kids, whatever you have, wear the badge that is a mentor, a mom, or whatever you wear that badge. And a lot of times we can learn from the Lord through our children, right? And so we want to be easy children for God. I do. I want to be that easy kid for mom. For, for mom, for yes, for my mom, but yes, for God too. I want to be the easy kid for, for God. And when he asks me to do something, I want to say yes, right? I want to be like, yes, no kickback, no arguing, no whatever. I, I just want to say yes. I want to be that. I want to be there. But let's be honest. A lot of times in my life, I have not been the yes girl for God. I just, I haven't. Um, because sometimes the things that he asks us to do are scary, right? And the whole point of this book, fear is not the boss of us, right? And, and maybe you feel stuck this morning. Um, you're feeling stuck because you're scared. You're afraid of what the Lord is asking you to do. And right now you are kind of being a Jonah, right? You're kind of walking away and being like, God, I can't hear you. <laughs> oh God, that's a good idea. Maybe later, right? Um, but we want to be easy children for God. And in this book, she brings up the scripture in Second Chronicles um, chapter 6, 19. And it says, good morning, everyone. If you're on, say hello. I'd love to, to say hello um, to you. But um, in Second Chronicles um, chapter 6, I'm late, but I'm here. Good morning. Good morning, Edna. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it says that I, Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 19, it says, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And I have never even heard of that verse before. I even had to go back and look it up and be like, okay, Jennifer Allwood, is that scripture? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fact check. Yes, that is scripture. <laughs> but I could just picture the Lord looking at the earth and having all these big things. Good morning, Lori Lee. Having all these big things for us and plans for us and plans, not just for us guys, but for the kingdom and having these just big projects and maybe small projects and maybe just a little connection or maybe a huge 
movement or whatever. He has these things for us, not just for us, but for the world, for the kingdom. And he wants them done on this side of heaven. And I can just see him looking over all his people and just glancing and saying, okay, who's going to say yes? Who is my easy child? (laughs) Who can I count on to say yes to this without any preservation? Like, who can I say, who, who is going to say yes to this, right? I can just kind of see him glancing through that, through the crowd, just looking for that person. And I want to be the one where he glances and says, yep, he leads the job for this. Yep, this is a job for Keely. This is a job for Edna. This is a job for Lori Lee. This is a job for Kirsten. This is a job for Kyla. Um, this is a job for Courtney, right? I, I want him to, to call my name on those things. And it makes you feel good to say that part of the sentence, right? I want him to call my name, but there's the other foot that's going to drop to where you have to not, he's not just going to call your name, but you have to prove action, right? You have to then act and say yes, and then be obedient and out do what he's, what he's asking you to do, right? You've got to do that. And so our job on this side of heaven, um, it's, not even, not to mention it's our responsibility um, in other people's lives. It depends on our obedience, no matter what we're feeling, no matter what we're feeling. If we're feeling scared, if we're feeling nervous, if we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling maybe like we're not good enough, um, if we're feeling not smart enough, not old enough, not young enough, whatever we're feeling doesn't matter. And that's harsh to say, well, it doesn't matter. Um, the Lord is asking you to do it. You got to say yes. Just like you looking at your kid and saying, can you pick up <laughs> your toys? And Roman's like, yeah, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling that. What is, what does your mama heart say? It doesn't matter what you're feeling. It doesn't matter what you're feeling. What is it? I asked you to do it. And mom is the law, right? That's just, that's what it is in our house. I asked you to do it. Do it. doesn't matter what you're feeling. And we have to kind of be harsh. And ladies, I'm going to tell you, in this world right now, let's stand up. It's time. It is time for us to stand up and say, yes, I'll do it, God. Let's do it. The Lord is looking across the crowd. Who is going to be? my easy child today. I've got a task. Who can I call upon? And we've got to be saying, yes, call me. I'll do it. Let's do it. It doesn't matter how I'm feeling in this time we are living in right now. I really feel like it's our time to stand up. And I'm not saying, yeah, women, let's go. I'm saying the Lord is looking at all people and it's time for us to stand up. Our job on this side of heaven, oh, I already said that. Okay. If you have given God the highest place of your life, okay, so if you're doing all these things, remember we talked about the lists, we talked about um, our responsibilities, right? We talked about timing. If you've given God first place in your life, then you don't get to pick how he's going to use you. You don't, you don't get to pick how he's going to use you. Like, you just don't. Because here's the deal. If we were to sit here and say, God, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and this is how I want to do it. The Lord would be like, okay, that's so small. 
he would look at us and go, wow, you, your, your thinking is so small. Like I have big things for you. You can do bigger things than what you were thinking, right? And so if he has made it to the first place of your life, which I'm going to be praying that over you guys, that you are everything that you pick up and everything that you start, everything, all the routines, the health journeys, the, the businesses, the, all the things. I'm going to start praying over you that you will start to automatically, without a doubt, without second guessing, put God in number one spot. Because when he, you start to put him in number one spot, y'all, your life changes. Your life will change. And when you start to put him in number one spot, you start to realize, okay, it's not about me anymore. It's about him and what he wants in his picture. Just like Taylor said, yes, the bigger picture for him. He's looking at the bigger picture. We're looking here in the forest and the trees are so tall. God's on the upper side and he's looking like, girl, there's a way bigger picture here. People say this all the time. God thing. Oh, sorry. I put God. I meant to write good. People say this, good things come to those who hustle. And some of you have heard this. Some of you have probably posted this. I probably posted this in many instances. Good things come to those who hustle, work hard, hustle, show up. But let's say this as women of God, let's say this, people of God, good things come to those who are obedient, who are obedient. Good things will come to those who are obedient, who are obedient. And I don't know what you think is good things. I don't know when I just said good things, if a dollar sign popped up in your head or if maybe a type of blessing popped up in your head. Um, I don't know what that looked like for you, but good things isn't just for you right now. The good things that come to those who are obedient are generational things, generations to come. What you do when you are obedient, the Lord will bless you, not now, but generation to generation to generation. And I'm going to bring this story up from the Bible. Um, it's of Caleb and Joshua. And it's crazy. Okay, so Caleb and Joshua were after Moses, or kind of Moses was still alive when they were alive. Um, and so here's the deal. You ready? In Exodus chapter 3, Moses is having an encounter with the burning bush, right? Do we know this? Those of you who've been to vacation Bible school, you should probably know this. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, Jesus comes before the, bef Jesus comes before the Lord. God comes before Moses in the form of a burning bush. And um, Moses has some history in Egypt, right? And he comes to him and is asking him to do a big favor to free his people from Egypt. And in chapter, Exodus chapter three, verse eight, it says, the Lord is telling Moses, he's telling him, he's telling him, I need you to come and rescue my people from oppression. He says, so I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Rezazites, Hivites, all the ites tribes. Okay, let's just say that. Now live. And so I'm just gonna say that right there. Some of you are like, okay, that was a cool scripture. That was not, that didn't mean anything to me. Okay, listen. The Lord, the Lord, God is calling Moses to go save his people. And he's like, not just, hey, go save my people. He's like, no, but I got a plan, Moses. I want you to go save my people because I have a land for them. And these are slaves. These are people that have been enslaved. They've been 
working. If you've seen the movie, what is it? The Prince of Egypt. <laughs> you just see all of them. They're like cracking whips on them. They're dying. And it was really bad time for the Israelites. And the Lord's like, I'm going to free them. I'm going to send Moses. And Moses goes and frees them, right? But the Lord doesn't just say, Moses, I want you to free them. He's like, Moses, I want you to free them because I have a land for them. I have blessings for them. I have a land full of milk and honey for them. And it's a fertile land. So it's going to be luscious and growing um, from time and time and time and time. Um, for generation to come, I've got a land for these people. They're coming out of oppression, have nothing, literally nothing to their name. I have a land for them. So Moses is like, okay. So Moses does it. Now let's skip over to numbers, okay? And during this time, see, I'll show you. During this little time here, um, Moses frees the Israelites and they have some issues, right? They just, they, they, got, they got some issues. They got some trust issues for sure. And we can look back at this story and I would encourage you to go read this. Exodus and Numbers, go read it. Um, but we can look back at this story and, and look at the Israelites and go, are you serious? Like the Lord literally, God showed himself through like 12 plagues, like turned water to blood, right? Was it water he turned into blood? He had locusts come. He had all these like, frogs, leprosy. I mean, he had all these things. The spirit passed through and took all the firstborn except for the people who painted their door with lambs. But like so many things that they saw. Then they were freed. Then they saw a whole sea part in two so they could walk on dry land across from it. Then it collapsed onto the Egyptians. Like so many things that I would be like, holy moly, the Lord is real and he is doing some crazy things over here. And they still do not trust him. They still are afraid and they do not trust him. And we can look at this and go, God, these Israelites are just like dumb, right? We're like, God, come on people. Like, where's your trust? You've seen things happen over and over again. What is going on? But listen, let's fast forward to today's time when we're still afraid. We're still afraid when God says, hey, can you do this? We're like, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't do that. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. We're still reaping those benefits of what the Israelites have done many, 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 many moons ago, right? We're still doing it. We're still too afraid to do it. <laughs> We're still not trusting the Lord with what he's asking us to do. So be careful before you start judging all these people. Okay, but let's jump over to Numbers 13 and 14. And this is when Moses is sending tribes. I can't believe it's taken this long, but he's like, okay, I'm going to send tribes of our people to go explore the land, to try and find this land of milk and honey. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know. I mean, you just, I read all those Hennonites, Hattites, all the ites, like they all own this land. And I don't want, you know, to just show up and be like, hey, it's ours now. So go scope it out and let me know what you think. So he sends out all these tribes and one of them was Caleb. Um, and Caleb went out, Caleb and Joshua actually went out and amongst others, right? Okay, here we go. They come back, all these tribes come back and they're like, dude, Moses, no, we cannot. I like how I interpret the Bible, first of all. Dude, Moses, I can't even. Anyway, they tell Moses, hey, we're not, we're not going to this land. It's scary. There's giants. They will kill us. We will be slaves again. We cannot do this. It's very scary. There's no way. 
And remember, back in Exodus, the Lord specifically says, I have a land for the Israelites of milk and honey, okay? This was before Caleb was born, just FYI. Are you ready? But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He said, let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land amongst the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we feel like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Can you imagine, like, I wonder if these are just like negative Nancys that are like kind of um, exaggerating a little bit, like, that just kind of made me laugh when I read that the first time. Like, next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought, too. Like, okay, calm down. But you have Caleb, who's sitting here and going, no, we, this is our land. This is our land. This is what he says. He says, him and Joshua, the two men who had explored the land, Joshua and Caleb, tore their clothing. They're like, listen. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. And the whole community was like, okay, let's stone these people. Like, just stone them, kill them. They have no idea what they're talking about. These are two guys compared to everyone else that's saying these are giants. These are two guys. Who do they think we are? Okay. And it says, and the Lord, the presence of the Lord swept over the whole community. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me? Even after all the miraculous signs I have done among them, I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they are. The Lord's like standing behind Joshua and Caleb and he's like, I will destroy them with a plague. Do you not remember I destroyed that whole, you have been in oppression and slavery for years and years and years and years. And I just destroyed that with a plague. I'll do the same thing. I'm with you. I want you to do this. And they still, Moses is contemplating He's negotiating with God and saying, well, this and that. God said, I will pardon them as you have requested, but as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. Ouch. They will never even see the land I swore to give their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. And then he told him, now turn around and go back. Go back to the wilderness. <laughs> Ouch. I cannot. And I look at that and I think, wow, 
the Israelites, get it together, be brave, trust the Lord. But I look at me, myself today and I think of all the things that the Lord has asked me to do and I have not done it. And he's like, all right, go back to the wilderness, go back. I, ca I can't make you do this. I'm not gonna make you do this, but I want you to know I'm asking you to, and I'm standing behind you and I'm telling you I'm with you always. I'm with you always and I'm asking you to do this thing and I have big plans for you and I've got huge blessings for you, but I can't make you do it. So go back to the wilderness, sis. I love that he says, I don't love it, but this kind of hit me in my heart real hard. It says, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again, and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. How many miraculous things have you seen in your life? I'm 29 years old. How many miraculous things have I seen in my life? How many things have I seen that the Lord has placed his hand on that I'm like, holy moly, that was Jesus. And I sit here today as the Lord is asking me to do things and I still say, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone else chose the safer route, the more easily explainable route in this story. Everyone chose the easy, right? It's, it's, this makes sense. We're going to do this. We're not going to do that because it makes sense. It's easier. It's more reasonable. It's a protective route rather than the route God is asking them to go on, a guaranteed route. But they're saying, Ugh, this is more reasonable. This is more protective. This is more easy. This is easier, right? And because of their disobedience, they all missed out on the blessings God had for them and not just for them, but their children. And I know this is starting to go, <laughs> you're like, where's the encouragement here? Um, I just want you to kind of look at yourself and look at your ugly, like look at myself. I'm going to look at my ugly heart. I'm going to say, God, pull that out. This is a time where we can say, okay, God, pull that out. And if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling afraid, be a Caleb. No, be obedient and just say, yes, we can do it. We can do this. We can do this. God said we can and we can. Okay. People say this all the time. Everything you want is on the other side of fear, right? Oh, it's, it's scary. You got to do it scared. And yes, that's true. She even says in her book, you've got to do it scared. Um, it doesn't matter what you feel like. You got to do it. But it's everything you want is not on the other side of fear. Everything you want is on the other side of obedience, right? It's on the other side of obedience. Because the Lord says, wow, she said yes. She was obedient. She didn't ask questions. She didn't bring me a list of pros and cons. I'm guilty of that. Um, she didn't like try and negotiate with me. Well, if, if I do this, will you do that? right? Like I'm going to do this so that I get a blessing out of it so that I get rich, so that I get famous, so that I get this big fancy house. So I get this big fancy car. So I get the best spot um, in the business. No, that's not obedient. That's just doing it out of our own wants and desires. God's saying, I want you to do this. And we say, yes, Lord, I'll do it because I listened to your voice and I heard you and I will do it because you're my God. That's obedience. And everything you want is on the other side of that. It's on the other side of obedience. We have to stop rationalizing and bargaining and arguing our way out of what the Lord wants us to do because God knows best for you. 
He knows, he knows what's best. He is for you. What's the blessing? The blessing, that song by Carrie Job. Oh my Ranta. He is for you. He is for you. And he's the only one that knows what is best for you. He's the only one that knows what's best for Taylor. He's the only one that knows best for Kyla. He's the only one that knows best for Rory. The only one that knows best for Courtney. Only one that knows best for Edna. He is the only one. He's the only voice we should be listening to when he says, do something, do it. Don't go make your pros and cons list. Don't go try and negotiate. Don't go try and argue. Like, don't be that kid, right? Some of you know that kid. If you're a teacher, if you logged on late, I gave an example of the kids that you have or your children, right? Like, like your kids, like your teachers, like if you're a teacher, your kids in your classroom, you have that one kid that you're like, Hey, can you go do this for me? And they're like, yes. You're like, oh, thanks. But you have some of those kids in your life where you're like, Hey, can you go do this? And they're like, well, why is it, why can't Thomas go do it? Or why can't Susie go do it? Or I'm busy or I don't want to, or why do I have to do it? You know, those kids do not sound like that to God. <clears throat> don't sound like that to God. Why can't you ask somebody else? Well, I'm not old enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't know anything about that. The Lord's like, yeah, <laughs> I created you. I know what you can do. Um, you don't, oh gosh, this hit me hardcore. Are you ready? And I think this is for somebody specifically. This is for someone right now, this morning. You do not need another sign. You don't need another sign. Some of you, God has asked you to do something and you're waiting for another voice, his voice. You're waiting for another sign. Okay, God, well, if, if you really meant that for me, then you will have something miraculous happen, right? Like, God, if, if, you, <laughs> if you really meant that for me, the light would change green in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, it's still red. Sorry, God, that wasn't for me, right? <laughs> oh, Lori Lee, I love you. Taylor, he created us so he knows what we're capable of. So why are we saying no? Why are we saying no? Let's say yes every time. You don't need another sign. He asked of you one time, be that yes girl. And let me tell you, I'm going to end on this. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And I know that kind of hurts, but there are some things that are, I, I believe Jennifer Allwood believes it. I believe it. I think some things are time sensitive. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it. Um, that are time sensitive. And I think that some people, I, I, the Lord will ask you to do something and you're like, yeah, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that or God, I can't do it. And you're sitting there in the middle of your negotiation or you're sitting there in the middle of your reasons why you can't do it. And then he turns around and asks somebody else to do it. <clears throat> and you're like, and they do it and you see it. And you're like, whoa, man, that could have been me, but that person's doing it. But that could have been me. And so I think delayed obedience is disobedience. Like if he's asking you one time, do it right then and there because there are some things that he needs to get done on this side of heaven that are time sensitive and we've got to do them right now. Not saying that, oh, he asked you to do it. He's never going to talk to you again. No, that's not true. Saying that if he asked you to do something, say yes, because sometimes it is so time sensitive. Like he needs it done right now. 
And how cool is it that he wants you to do something that is so time sensitive for him? That's amazing. What God will call you to, what God will call you to do might be different. Okay. It might be different. And that's what we're going to talk about next is, is how to take actually that first step. Um, because what God calls us to do, it might look different. It might feel different. It might be something that's completely different from what everybody else is doing. And how do we say, yes, okay, God, I'm ready. And then how do we make that first step? And so that's what we're going to talk about next week is making that first step. How are we going to do it? Um, and so I hope that's encouraging for you for next week. This week was kind of whew, a slap on the booty. Um, let's get it together. Let's say yes. Let's be yes girls for God. Um, he is for us and he knows what's best for us. And he knows you. He created you. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in your mind. He knows what you're capable of. So do it. Let's be yes girls. I'm going to, I'm going to pray over all of you. Um, that is live this morning. Those that are watching replay later. Um, I'm going to pray for all of you that we are obedient, that we are bold. We are brave. We're obedient that we act like Caleb in a world where people are like, no, scary, too big. Uh, too afraid, can't do it, not smart enough, not this enough, whatever you're filling the blank, I'm not blank enough. In a world full of that, I pray that we're like Caleb, that we say, no, we can do it. He prophesied it over us. He said that we were going to have this and we're going to have it and we're going to take it. And we are going to be the Lord's people. We're going to do exactly what he said we're going to do, right? We're going to be yes girls. And I pray that over all of you. Um, I'm excited about next week. I hope it's more encouraging maybe than this week. Um, but thanks so much for hanging out with me, that, uh, hanging out with me this morning. Um, Monday mornings are my favorite because you guys are here. Um, we are going to have lots of giveaways this week. So be looking out for that. I love to love on people. I love to give away stuff. So this whole month we're doing giveaways. This week we'll have a new one. Um, I have this little jar that I put all your names in from the last giveaway. This is really cool. And I was going to throw all these away. And I just had a moment where God was like, Hey, why are you throwing these people's names away? I'm going to draw a name every day. I'm going to open it up and I'm going to say a prayer for that person. And then I'm going to shoot them a message on Facebook and say, Hey girls, pray about you. Um, all the encouraging things. I'm going to lift you up. And so instead of throwing all these names away, I'm just going to draw a name every day and just send you a cool message. And I'm going to be praying for you that whole day. So I'm excited about my little drawing cup. Um, so if you're in the giveaways coming on this week, next week, all the, all the going forward, um, be sure you enter it because I will also put you in my prayer jar. <laughs> Just love that so much. Um, but thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Um, if you... Thank you so much for hanging out with us today in our Facebook Live group. And if you're not a part of that group yet, I just, again, encourage you to hop on over to Facebook um, and search for The First Cup, and we will invite you into our Facebook group. We um, are able to pray for each other in that group, shout out some prayer requests, some praises. Um, we have worship, weekly worship, and we just really would love to have you a part of our community in that group. So jump on over there. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And we hope you have a great week and come back soon.